People on the North Shore of Montreal have had their fair share of leaders. But one man, one particularly ambitious man at that, has his fingerprints all over the region. His name was François-Xavier Antoine Labelle. Or Curé Labelle, for short. But back then, the locals also called him King of the North. So, how does a man get a name like that? Well, first you need to know about his dad. His father fought as a patriot in the Lower Canada Rebellion War back in 1837. If you don't know the history, French-Canadian majority were sick of the English minority calling the shots. So, groups of French Canadians, les Patriotes, militarized to fight the British and fought not in one, but two massive rebellions. Americans got involved, hundreds of people died, and it's one of the reasons Eastern Canada looks the way it does today. And that had a huge influence on the young Curie. His dad and the Patriots lost to the British, and the government signed the Union Act, which tried to assimilate French Canadians. It didn't totally work, because more than 900,000 French Canadians left for the United States. Curé Labelle stayed home, though, because he had bigger plans. Instead of leaving, he dedicated his life to scripture. And in 1867, the curé found himself as the priest of Saint-Jérôme, which, bear in mind, was only populated by 900 people at the time. Saint-Jérôme was really far from Montreal. I mean, it's in the same place that it is now, but instead of a two-hour drive from the city, back then it was a horse ride, and a horse ride from Montreal to Saint-Jérôme would take days. Nevertheless, Curie Labelle saw an opportunity. Remember all those French Canadians that left after the war? Well, that gave Curie Labelle an idea. Montreal was becoming more industrial, and the British populated most of the South Shore and the Eastern Townships. Curie Labelle wanted to make a place for French Canadians. But there was this problem, because back then, if you wanted to have a city near Montreal, you have to trade with Montreal. And unfortunately for him, the multi-day horse ride wasn't going to cut it. For the curé to get his way, he turned to the bleeding edge of transportation technology. Trains were emerging as a viable way to transport anything, really especially when Americans basically conquered the western part of their country with complex train systems. So, the Curie had a city of 900 people and plans to connect Saint-Jérôme to Montreal with one long train line to populate the north. But he also had one blaring hurdle to surpass. Money. He had no money and Saint-Jérôme could never afford such a large project. 
So what do you do when you need a lot of money? Well, he got into politics. At the political level, he would knock on every door. He wanted to build the train, he wanted to build it for Saint-Jérôme. But he also had the vision to say that if they wanted to build Canada, build our country, they needed a train. His entry point to that objective was Saint-Jérôme. Eighteen seventy two was a cold winter in Montreal. So cold that people ran out of wood to burn. People died, and the city needed help. The curie was there. He and eighty other men strapped logs to their horses and rode all the way to Montreal. The event was dubbed La Corvée de Bois. Curie had saved the city. What can we do to repay you? asked the Montreal government. Well, build me a train, he said, coaxing them with faster shipments of wood the next time the city fell into a deep freeze. Montreal invested $1 million that very year for that train line. Today, that would be about $20 million. And by spring, tracks were being laid. At first, they were helping the people of Montreal. But after that, Curie-Labelle turned this situation to his advantage towards the political leaders and tried to play that card. He said, look at how much we've helped you. As soon as the first train reached Saint-Jérôme, the city boomed. Curie-Labelle made industry deals and factories started to pop up around town. Paper manufacturing was one of them. And Labelle also did studies on the soil beneath the town and found iron, copper and silver. Thus, mining started to boom. And in a decade, the population of 900 had grown to 1800. And that was mostly because of this one guy, François-Xavier Antoine Labelle, or as he's better known locally, the King of the North. Special thanks to Linda Rivet, director of Histoire et Archives Laurentides, and their staff for helping me doing this story. <laughs>